So why did he need a uh, black director? Could a white director not have? It's not color. It's culture. S explain the difference, because I think we're, we're Steven in a space Spielberg right now. did Schindler's List. Mm -hmm. Martin Scorsese did Goodfellas, right? Steven Spielberg could direct Goodfellas. Martin Scorsese probably could have done a good job with Schindler's List, but they're cultural differences. I know, you know, we all know what. It is what a hot comb hits your hair on a Sunday morning, what it smells like. Huh? That's a cultural difference, not just a color difference. Right. So it's the culture. What's going on, good people? Rich here, school in the building. What's happening? The lovely Ray P. What's going on, Rachel? What's up, y'all? Hey, everybody in listener land. <laughs> yes, we appreciate y'all. Absolutely, absolutely. Get it. Welcome back to another episode of the Culture Garden Podcast. Definitely appreciate y'all tuning in, listening. Please remember to like, subscribe. Please subscribe. Please like. Um, really helps us out in what we're trying to do and bringing more great content to you. Um, share it. You know, if you if you rock with us, give us a review the whole nine. Whether you rock with us or not, give us a five, give us a one. Tell us what we need to work yeah. on. If we trash, um, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but we ain't. <laughs> Respectfully. Um, Respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it could, go, it could get different. No. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, as always, there's going to be spoiler alerts with this episode. If you have seen the title, you know we're going to be talking about a classic, Love and Basketball. Um, it's a film that made such a huge impact upon release and still holds up today. It's been able to cross over generations. Um, and it's one of those movies where I think to myself, like, I'm at the age now where I wonder if the same movies that I enjoyed when I was 13, 14, 15 yeah, yeah. are intriguing to 13, 14, 15 year olds today. And I think this movie fits that category. Um, 22 years later, it's even crazy to say that. Um, the synopsis is pretty much that, or the plot, should I say, is a coming of age story. Q and Monica, they've known each other since they were kids and they travel through this world of love and basketball. And we'll be getting right into that today. So, both of you, do you remember the first time you saw this film? I actually do not. <laughs> it, okay. it is a movie I've seen 10,000 times, but I have no idea when the first time I saw Love and Basketball was. Go ahead. Uh, Big Sus House. Big Sus. I was around 13, I guess. Okay, so you saw it a little late. Yeah. And look, Vixus had it and she threw it in the VHS. VHS. Yeah, all that. Yeah, I um, and I remember being in love off rip, bro. Like, we're going to get into it, but yeah. classic. Classic. Yeah. Um, I have, I'm like you, Rachel. I got a lot of movies like that, but I remember this one. I was in the theaters with my mom, my boy Goody. Goody, what's up? And his mom's. Shout out to Mama Goody, RIP. Always love. Um, it was either that or Kings or Comedy or both, but I definitely remember seeing it in theater in the year 2000 when it came out and from Jump, it just changed the landscape for everything. Like it changed and I was still, <laughs> we're going to talk about this. There's a complete different perspective on this film at 35 mm -hmm. than at 13 when this film came out, even as in your 20s when you watch this film. I saw this film for a different light during this research for the first time. And I, we're going to talk about it, but it definitely made an impact. And I loved every second of it. Get into some I'm quick... very interested to hear this new take. You probably already thought it. You probably had to stop forever. So we'll, okay. we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh, let's get into some stats on the film. It is currently streaming on Netflix. It was released April 21st, 2000. A budget of estimated $20 million and made $27.7 worldwide. It kind of had a slow burn. Like, it, it did okay in theaters. And then afterwards, it became this kind of cult, cult classic. Concert. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, it was directed and written by Gina Prince-Bythewood. Yeah. Um, it was her directorial debut. And it was almost semi-autobiographical. She hooped growing up. She ran track for UCLA. And she never left LA after that. And she kind of fell in love with the city and went into writing and wanted to direct. And Spike Lee actually got a hold of this film, his uh, company, 40 Acres and the Mule. Mm -hmm. And they were a big part of making this film get developed because nobody was really hearing her out. And you got to think about it. It's, I think she had the script in 1997. 
This film came out in 2000, so it took her a long time to get this. And she says if it wasn't for Spike, then it might have been a hard time. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's dope. That's that's Look. dope. Spike did that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and a lot of people don't realize a lot of these films are uh passion. Like these people love truly these passion movies. projects. Yeah. Like, imagine three years of going to directors and everyone, producers, you know, trying to get your movie going. And there's so many authentic moments in this film. Like you can tell she hooped. You can tell she has a real love for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about it more as this episode goes along, but I just love the fact that, like y'all said, Spike stepped in and we don't get this classic, but that's not the case. So it's kind of like destiny. There's a lot of destiny within the making of this film, how things rolled into, into place. Um, Got it. We'll get right into it. So let me give you a few awards that this film won. Um, 2001 BET Award, Best Actress, so now Lathan. Uh, Black Real Awards, it won the Best Soundtrack, Best Film Poster, Theatrical Best Actress, so now Lathan. Theatrical Best Director, Best Song, Fool of Me. Uh, best film, best film poster. Like it dominated some like black awards in the year 2000. So that just lets you know what it meant in the culture. Um, let's get right into the cast. Sanaa Lathan, Rachel. Yes. I want to go ahead and get into Sanaa's character, Monica <laughs> Lane. What did you think about her performance in the film? She did very well. <laughs> she did okay. very well. She was believable um, as a hooper. I I don't think Sanaa is a super... I'm going to sound like the hater of the pod. I don't think she's a super, super, super strong actress, but she did very well um, yeah. in this portrayal. My only, I guess, sort of nitpicky thing would perhaps be that none of these niggas, neither Omar Epps or Sanaa, was passing for fucking 17, 18-year-olds in high school. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> like, nigga. Nah. <laughs> the fuck? No. Yeah. <laughs> I know black don't crack, but come on, man. Yeah, I give you that. I give you that. They're that not a part out. But yeah, shout they're out not a part My bad. You said what? I was gonna say shout out to Omar. Like he got like three scholarships in his movies. Like he's an athlete. Yep. <laughs> Omar Epps is like the first actor to ever get three college scholarships yeah. in three different movies. Yeah, that's it. Shout out to him. Program. Yeah, higher learning the program and then this film. So Shout out to him. Uh, I thought she was great in this film. I thought she was she incredible was in this good. film. I think she, I told you this This film was like Destiny. There were over 700 actors that the director was going after because she wanted them to be an athlete. Like Spike Lee even said it. He came in after he got me, he got game. Ray mm -hmm. Allen had just played Jesus Shuttlesworth. They were trying to find like a woman hooper that could yeah. come in and play this role and they couldn't find anyone so now Lathan happened to do a table read because one of the actresses was sick. Mm -hmm. So she did the table read. Um, she did great in it. And then the director's, Sanaa's face was just in her head when she was thinking about this role. She decided like, hey, this is a romance. It's not really a basketball film. I'd rather have the right. actress and not the actor. Yeah. Um, or excuse me, the, the actress and not the basketball player. So that's kind of yeah. how it folded together. So it's one of those roles where I think I can't picture anybody else playing it. I cannot. I cannot. Um, and it's a fairly star-studded Black Hollywood cast. Um, mm -hmm. So with that being said, and with everybody that we see, you know, Gabrielle Union, Alfred Woodard, Debbie Morgan, uh, Tyra Banks, Regina Hall, yes. um, I, yeah. I don't know who else from Black Hollywood could have possibly been Monica yeah. Tisha mm -hmm. Campbell, maybe, no. but even nah, she's too bro. old at that at that time, you know. I don't know mm -hmm. who else they could have cast. Um, but I'm not mad, I'm not mad at casting at all for this film. Nah, not at all. You just went through uh, pretty much every all the other actors. I know we'll give them the flowers throughout, but they really um what's interesting about it is a lot of those actors you named were kind of at the early, early part. Even Sanaa herself yeah. is at the early part of her career. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. So what we know them as today, that was Everybody just kind of lucked up and became successful. Um, yeah. It's one of those movies, if you tried to remake it with the same cast or a sequel, you couldn't do it because it's too much money. Right. Well, some of those characters you wouldn't even bring back. Yeah. But yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. I feel you on that. Um, I think we always know, already know the answer to this question. This category we start our episodes off with, classic or nah? Classic. Absolutely. 100% a classic. 100% a classic. And... 
Um, it's interesting because while it's a Spike Lee joint, because there's a whole different writer director, it's you don't get some of those pivotal Spike Lee um moments and camera pins and whatnot, yeah. but it is one hundred percent a classic. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. School classic. The perspective, all right. Let's talk about this. I told you I saw this from a different perspective in preparation. Yes. Q was out of pocket the whole movie. Do tell, my friend. Q was out of pocket the whole movie. And I apologize if this is something that I'm late to the game to. I guess I never had that perspective growing up. And I, this is one of those movies I've watched. So it's, it's up there with as many, with the highest number of movies I watched ever. Like I've seen this countless times. Yep. And I really sat down and I was in preparation. I was like, huh, she was on some trash, like yeah. the whole film. And it really stood out to me. Yeah. And, I, and this whole idea of relationship goals, mm-hmm. Avon Orgy had an interview where she was talking about if it ain't like Q and Monica, I don't want it. And I'm thinking like, Q and Monica was shit. Like Monica was chasing him the whole movie. He was, there was not really one sign that we never got a moment where Q was feeling Monica. Like he, damn, like I, look, I like that girl, like that. No, what oh, I'm saying is like this. What I'm, saying is like this. What, I'm, no, what I'm saying is like this. If you if you look at the, from the very beginning of this movie, we know that Monica likes Q. Like it's expressed. We get this film from her point of view. You yeah. get what I'm saying? I think for the most part, more so than Q's. Because we never get those moments where she has when she's with her sister, when she's doing her hair as a kid. And that boy's riding to school with you tomorrow. She looks like, make it look nice. Or the moments that she gets upset when he leaves the basketball game because she's so she's so in love with him and like doesn't even know how to say it. We don't get that side of Q. Q never like we never have a moment where Q is just like that's the one. She chasing that nigga the whole movie. Oh, I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> I'm gonna stop okay, you right, right there. Right. Give me right. Give me right. So, so oh, you go. Go ahead. Give okay. So first off, yes, the basketball game. Immediately after, and this is one of my favorite scenes, when he has to come to apologize when they're still 10 years old and they're doing these karate moves like, bitch, I'm showing you (laughs) (laughs) what I can do. I'm showing you that I can protect you. Fast forward to school on Monday where they're going together. Yes, she did say make my hair look nice, but he immediately asked, do you want to be my girl? Yeah, you do that when you're in fifth grade. So the interest was there. Okay. Yeah, okay. No, I'm not he saying that all of her basketball games, and you catch there are sweet moments where dead. you catch him staring at her, yeah. where yeah. he cuts his gaze from her, but you can tell that he is watching her intently. I'm keeping track of your stats. I know yeah. what you have. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, because this is something that I wrote down sort of as an aside, and that is a quintessential part of relationships. There's a trust factor that he has with her. You know, when um, his parents are fighting as a teenager, you know that you can go across, go next door to Monica's house and tap on that window. You're going to have a pillow and a comforter set up there. Yeah, we neighbors, but that level of intimacy and comfort where I know that I can just slide over here when it's too tough over here at home, you don't just get that with the homies. Yes, there are um, male-female relationships that are platonic and simply just that, but it wasn't. All right, so I guess my... I'm not countering that, but... I, I agree with everything you're saying, but I also was going to say that dance, that the was that a homecoming dance? I, the I don't spring know. dance. I didn't even get to the dance when he hit her with that damn. Yeah. That changed mm-hmm. their relationship. That, 100%. that was the night he didn't right. smash Gabrielle Union's character. So <laughs> he, he knew that night that that's who he wanted. So I, yeah. for me, at this moment, I just and, realized I misspoke. My bad. I yeah, no, I, what I said is not. I agree with all what y'all saying at that point. My point is like there was no signs up until then that he ever wanted to look at her in a romantic sense. That was the moment where it went romantic versus when she was eleven. She says it in the movie, like "I love you since I was eleven, and I, I, I like the shit won't go away." 
Like he did, I don't think he felt that same way until well, the dance. I, and I, the only reason I even say that is because even when she kissed him after the offer letter, like his reaction was, what's that about? Like he was thrown off by it. Like, I don't even think he had ever really thought about that idea happening until that moment. But I think you kind of answered your own shit when you said we didn't get his point of view. So I think that also doesn't help. You know what I mean? Like we don't get his moments with his homeboys because it is from her point of view. But they are doing enough to let us know he was digging her. Right, but he also on some like like it's like Rachel but that's said. Your he's, best, at, at, they're still friends at that right. very yeah. moment. Your best friend, your best friend was to kiss you. You would be like, "What's that about?" Like, but that's what I mean. Like he, I don't think that was the moment when he started looking at her from a romantic standpoint. I think he always viewed her as a friend and even loved her as a friend. But I don't think he ever thought about the love part of it. When he smashed. Well, he knew I that. Disagree. But that was the yeah. same night. That's what I'm saying. It, that's that's really all the same night. night. But I don't know. I just disagree. Even um, after his game, where she went to his game, and you know, big head, take me home or whatever. I need a ride. That little banter. Friends are not. You might not be able to get no ride. <laughs> just the comfort in knowing that this is sort of a thing. Don't nobody else come. I'm sure the other teammates may have wanted to go for a ride or do whatever, go home. But this is this is foundational, yeah. uh, what they have. I, I think that it was mutual on both ends, but also their swag and reputations are significantly different. We know that Monica is a hothead, this and the third, um, tomboy athlete, whereas we see, you know, Q... He the athlete, but he, you know, GQ, you know, yeah, <laughs> he's smooth. Yeah, yeah. He two yeah. players, so he's not going to put it on front street. And again, we see that he's also a little insecure because mm -hmm. even the way and reason that he accepted uh, Gabrielle Union, Shawnee O'Neal's um, invite to the school dances, shit, she asked. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he didn't ask anybody. He didn't put forth any effort. So there's only so much we're going to he was going to get, we were going to see from him anyway in yeah. that and, scenario. And, and even in that situation when he said she asked, was that a, was that a diss to her? Was that a shot at her? I like, felt like it was. Like, you didn't ask. You act like you jealous. And that was just blatant, that jealousy in the car. Like On oh, both their parts. Because he like, who you taking? Spalding? Yeah. Like, yeah. nigga, you being well, funny. The response was one ass. of my favorite. The response was one of my favorite quotes. Like, who this clown? He ain't spawning. He ain't spawning. Definitely one of my favorite quotes. quotes. You, always, you always like revenge. Um, okay, all right. Because a lot of the points I'm making, like best scenes, match what y'all saying. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I just don't think it. I don't. And maybe like y'all. All right, maybe we answered it. The fact that it's from her point of view, we know that. So. If there was an 11-year-old version of Quincy that we got a scene of, maybe we saw some moments that let us know that, too. So, I got you. Yeah. I, you got me. I, I, I agree with you. You convinced me. I honestly hated um, all the comparisons, like Love and Basketball is Relationship Goals, this, that, and the third. For years, really, probably up until recently, did I start to, like, see little nuances. Like, I mean... It's not ideal, but I could finally see why or how it was romanticized because I didn't feel like yeah. that at all before. So I, if I, go ahead, my bad. If you if you met your um, soulmate at ten years old, I would think that would be a reasonable situation. You know what I mean? Like not yeah. necessarily the basketball part, but just the. The falling in love, like you start off at ten, like it ain't gonna be ideal, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and right. you, you go through high school together, like come on, like so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that they love each other. Mm -hmm. Like that just that's obvious throughout the film. I just I I never thought of it the way you guys just put it to me. So you guys are right, mm -hmm. but I guess the way the film is, and I looked at this film. I think Rachel, something what you just said. I think we flipped. Yeah, like, this. like we're seeing like the way you described it is how I always read this film. Mm -hmm. Like I understood it, and now that I'm seeing it differently, like it's like hold on, what? Like cute, even that, like seeing old girl, uh, seeing old girl, seeing Monica, like damn, hold up, like that he, he out of pocket. Mm -hmm. man. Now, I was going, I definitely agree with you on some some moments of him being out of pocket, especially oh, yeah, one hundred percent. His props, that, like 
that shit was he was out of pocket. Not like, even with his pops. The scene where we'll get into one of the best scenes, but the scene where you uh, invite old girl to uh, Burger King. Yeah, like, he yeah. out of pocket. Yeah. Like Martha Calhoun. Yeah, I never. But the, what I'm saying is, when I say Q was out of pocket, scenes like that, I never really even yeah, kind of chuckled at him. But I never yeah. really took any like a, paid attention to it. And now I watch it, I'm like, yo, like. Yo, Q, bold as fuck. Yeah, straight up. But I know some niggas who have pulled some silly shit like that. You can, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Like, right. Keep it there. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna keep it there. Keep it there. But, uh, yeah, I witnessed it, so I know it happens. That's what makes it even more funny. But Q was really he was out here. He was he was out of pocket a few times. He was moving very ridiculously. Favorite I'm not gonna hold you. So was his pops. So pops was too. Yeah, I, I had that in my notes. Pops was yeah. wilding too. Was yeah, even his speech you know. was out of pocket. <laughs> <laughs> he said the boat is what at your door. Hey. Yo, pops was trying to justify that, man. But did he lie? Nah, shout out to Zeke. That's one of my favorite scenes. Zeke ain't lie, you know. Let's jump. Go ahead. Let's jump into it. Favorite scenes. Get into it. Um, that's one of my favorites. Um. First off, niggas always try to cover their shit after the fact, but <laughs> you're fucking caught. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about here? Like, this is the conversation talking about groupies and this, that, and the third that you should have had while this nigga was in high school, which right. was a point that his mother made when she first found that gold earring. Like, nigga, it's a little... I'm gonna call them bitches because they was in high school, but like it's <laughs> it's chicks coming over here to see your son, and you have all these meetings, and it's sat in the third, you know. Um, that conversation in that scene, it actually, and shout out to Spike Lee, it reminded me of He Got Game. Mm-hmm. Um, when Jesus and Booger are in the car, I can't remember the dope boy right now, but when he's telling my, uh, them, um I'll go ahead, go ahead. Homeboy. <laughs> Dope man. Um, when he's telling them about, you know, leeches, HIV, people like always trying to take, take, take from you. And, you know, yeah. it, re- it reminded me of that scene. And I thought, oh, yeah, Spike Lee. But he was not wrong. Like, how many movies and stories have we heard about groupies getting into the hotel and upstairs? Like, that shit wasn't far-fetched and he needed to know sometimes you know niggas go fold some easier than others <laughs> some, <laughs> some a little easier than I others mean, you know? listen side note zeke's zeke's talk with him probably went something like this hey they're gonna be coming at you wrap that shit up that's it don't bring that your baby. and that was it yeah right. yeah because he already know what it is yeah he know what time it is <laughs> he know why the cage bird sing all right <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, wow yeah wow uh school favorite scene you got one you want to well any ones you want to talk about um if you mentioned the want to be my girl scene that was a good scene um the car ride home like we talked about it but mm-hmm. that car ride home that she asked for even her asking for the car ride home wasn't even her asking like that that relationship, that dynamic. Yeah. Is it was just... the expectation. <laughs> the relationship yes. was dope. Like I said, I yeah. just never saw it until then, but I get it. But yeah, that, that ride and when she had the note. <laughs> oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. the, 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 the coochie through the mail. Like, come on, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great line from the yeah. movie. Yeah, go ahead. For real, for real, the entire second quarter. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I got an entire, entire second quarter. Like, yeah. from yes. the time it starts at her yes. basketball game mm-hmm. to... Q with that nick. What? Yeah. You know why they ain't show his point of view. You know what it was. <laughs> exactly. He was that nigga. Yeah. But he still was on her. He was watching her the whole time, four boards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. They had the connection. And that was that was the Hooper part. That's the details that I'm talking about Yes, uh, from Gina as far as directing. Like, that, they had a hoop connection, which the hoop world is a real thing. Like, people love hoop. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it yeah. They, Talk hoop nonstop. NBA Twitter, it's a whole thing. So mm-hmm. it can it tied all that together. Um, but I love the fact that we just saw their whole love story. In my opinion, <laughs> we saw their love whole <laughs> love story start from the beginning of that second quarter right into the end. Yeah. Like we saw that was yeah. like the peak of it. And that's when everything came together. And mm-hmm. how can this go wrong? And then we get introduced to that part. And yeah. um, I just loved everything about it. And real quick, that sex scene. Almost made the movie rated R. 
They had really? Couple, they had to cut a couple parts out. The studio came through and said that was the only note they said that was in the studio. They let them do their thing, but said mm-hmm. you gotta take that sex scene, like you gotta tone it down or something because it's too real. Like the the, the moment seems too real. And well, the they studio, were dating at the time, also in real life. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But so that's real. Right. So, the, yeah. but the studios counter. And I think it was the fact that she was a virgin. Like the scene was meant to say she was losing her virginity, mm-hmm. and like it might be too much for PG thirteen because the reactions are too real. And the yeah. counter of it was they used Meet Joe Black, which stars Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. There's a similar scene that's and it's rated PG thirteen. They said, well, if you can do that in this, yeah. what's going on here? And they let them. They took a couple things out and they let mm-hmm. it be PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. But they really was bold. They were standing on that like this is about to be a rated R film. And it was oh, like, wow. we, we can't. This is made for young women. Like, I don't want it to be rated R. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of wild. Um, spring dance. That's it. Did we talk about the spring yeah. dance? They was jamming. You hear me? That sound kicking bad. it, dancing hard as fuck. Go ahead. <laughs> um, no, I, I forgot what I was gonna say, but yeah, spring dance definitely wasn't my favorite scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn girl, I know Nike made dresses. No. They was wilding in there, man. Like she, Eddie, the way you laughed, because that was low key funny. He didn't want to laugh, but damn. Yeah. Right. But the, it, hey. uh, also, the scene, we talked about it already, but the scene where he, his parents are arguing and he goes mm-hmm. in her room, like that, mm-hmm. that, that intimate, without sex, that mm-hmm. intimacy, like mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Yeah. I, I love all, all great rom coms have that scene. Mm-hmm. When the two characters yeah. that aren't together yet, you waiting for it, and then they realize it, and they had that glance across the room, like they mastered that in this film. Yeah, yeah. right with that dance, yeah. like you were saying. Um, the song, the song selection in the background, just the whole scene, and that whole scene was just incredible. And I want to be our man. Yes. Yeah. That's that joint. yeah, that's the moment. Going back to what you said, that's the moment I felt like this. They're meeting their destiny. Like maybe mm-hmm. they didn't know it, but this is their destiny. They were meant to be together, and that's yeah. the first time I think both of them realizing in that moment. Just that look. Yeah. So I love everything about that. You got another scene you want to throw out? Um, again, even all of the aftermath leading or following um, the dance when they get back both to the house and they she sees her USC letter and he's there. You know she can't open it. Um, and ask him again. There's a level of trust there. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I know who that you got you me. Ask to, who asked? Who else would you ask to open a college acceptance letter with besides someone you love? Like, right. outside of your parents. Like, you know, you know what else I just thought of in that scene. Going to y'all point when she like made the sound for him to come over, and he mm-hmm. said what? Like, she didn't say anything. She like looked at the ground, and he just came out. Like, that's a mm-hmm. different communication too. That nonverbal. It is nonverbal. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And I remember what I was going to say. Pause the current point. Rewind at the game, her championship game, where she's crying. There's a moment like he's hurt when she start crying. Like you can see that he's mm-hmm. visibly affected by that. I'm telling you. And I did not realize it or look at it like that mm-hmm. until getting ready to watch it for this. I yeah. was like, oh, look at this little motherfucker. But yep. anywho. I ain't got um, to you yet. I ain't real. Watch somebody you love start crying. Your chest mm-hmm. don't cave in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But he ain't, you know, <laughs> even as a friend. Even their sex scene, you just talked about it. It it wasn't graphic. It was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly a losing of your virginity. I wrote down, I love that she had on white. You know, I think that also was symbolic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got on this white dress. My first time at a dance also, mm-hmm. you know, with an older nigga, whatever, to that side eye, sis. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then now I'm with this person who I've loved for the last, at this point, at least 10 years, you know. Um, or almost I met at 10, so not quite 10 years, but my whole childhood and yeah. adolescence. And I have this on, and here you are. Fucking this woman's work was on every sex playlist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably still on somebody's yeah. nasty time yeah. playlist. Yeah. Like it just and, became synonymous. And the the consent. Was yeah. beautiful, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. That's all. That's it. Yeah. 
<laughs> nah, that's real. That was, do you want me to stop is real. Yeah. yeah. That's uh yeah, that's real. And Rachel just said it's synonymous. It's up there, it's it's in the category of when I think of that song, I think of that film. I think of this film. Yeah. 100 you know, percent It's absolutely 100%. in that category. Um couple um, more. Go ahead, my bad. Their breakup scene is one of my favorite scenes. Because it was real. Okay. It was real, you know, that you weren't there for me. Um when you know like her reason was extremely valid so to your point of him being out of pocket like yes i know that you're hurt and hurting but nigga you know that we here we got a job to do and there was absolutely nothing stopping you she ain't had no fucking roommate she might have had some sweet baits but Mm -hmm. ain't nobody coming in that room we still can sit in here and talk and vibe and be fine i just have to be in my room and you know that because you also have dorm checks and curfews as a fellow athlete like you know how the game go don't do that um that that goes back to him being out of pocket 100 percent. but it just him, was that was just him used to so be used to being that nigga and mm-hmm. whenever he says anything to her she runs and so back and call yep back and call so he was just salty like you know, yeah. it is what it is. Um, yeah, it, it played <laughs> after the fact. Um, it played into you know a little bit of also like male ego. Aside right. from the fact that you always move when I tell you to move, mm-hmm. um, her leaving the night that she did was a pivotal moment in her collegiate career as an athlete. Yeah, mm-hmm. it also was a pivotal pivotal moment in his career the other way you mm-hmm. know she starts shining yeah he's not playing as well and whereas he was a golden child you know the team left him on the bench after he stuck up the joint you know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and, and we see and we see that fragility come into play and so when my bitch starts shining let me go get this other hoe who's gonna let me take her to Burger King I guess that lets you. That goes back to what you said about <laughs> uh, his insecurities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's he had that look in that scene. That we're talking about the Burger King scene now, where mm-hmm. when she said, "No, you stay, I'll go." He looked at her walk out, and you can tell like that was the re- he was trying to get a reaction out of her. We obviously mm-hmm. knew it as a viewer, but they really cemented that fact. And yeah, I'm like watching it, like bro, why? Like that's just that's just why. And shout out to the, uh, the roommates because. They held it together for one that's real, not even they held it together for one that's real. That wait until they leave, like just witnessing some fried shit. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've ever lived with somebody, you witness some shit, like, oh snap. And them not giving no kind of heads up when Monica came through, or the old girl yeah. came through. Monica yeah. came first. Um, I can't remember her name, but it was Monica Calhoun's character, right? She was there. Oh, Carrie, hey, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, you gotta, yeah. he ain't ready yet. Yeah, it's supposed to, but now nah, you gotta let it play out. That's life. Just like Smokey did on Friday. <laughs> and, and I think the the going back to everything you just said, Rachel, the contrasting basketball scenes. You see him mm-hmm. struggling on the court. They show mm-hmm. her like winning games, shining the whole nine. Yeah. They show that in basketball form. So I love the fact that they were very intentional with that. Um, trying to think if there's any more scenes I want to talk about. Um, we got to talk about the mom daughter relationship. I think that was very. That was a very interesting. I, the viewpoint of it just—they were so different. Mm-hmm. They could not get mm-hmm. along. And Alfred yeah. Woodward did her thing in this film. Yeah. Did. I really enjoyed her. Um, in the she's in the mother, yeah, she's my scene stiller as well. Yeah. My scene stiller as well. And what did you think about that whole relationship, Rachel? Just from the mother daughter standpoint. Um, you know, my mother and I did not get along until I moved nine and a half hours away. So, uh, <laughs> relatable content. Yeah. Um, I felt it, you know, they were complete opposites. I thought it was interesting, though, that it felt like maybe Monica didn't respect her mother because she felt like she buckled to her father too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so we also see like maybe the first cracks in the foundational, like the the generational divide between Mm -hmm. essentially they will probably be boomers and they're probably Gen Z. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. whereas she was having her own couldn't be me moment with her own mother, you know, in relationships to 
her relationship with her father. So I thought it was very interesting. Um, whereas she was close to her sister, although she, the sister was much more aligned to their mom, you know, right, how the right. mom is a homemaker, mom, very dainty, ladylike and womanly and Monica, you know, she yeah. can't walk in heels. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, is the communication I think is just plays a key in everything. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that the scene in the kitchen, so much they said for the first time, it felt like mm -hmm. about how they viewed each other. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. and, and um Alfred Woodard's character, she even said, like, Monica, is that all you really think about me? And right. on the flip side of it, her mom not thinking that she never her mom thinking that oh Monica, you never cared if I came to any of your games. Like you had mm -hmm. all these other people, like it mattered, like it really mattered. You yeah, can they right. was hurt built up for yes. so many years that yeah, until they finally got it out. And I just love the small scene we get after that when um the baby's over there and you know my uh Regina Hall's character takes her inside mm -hmm. her sister Lena and you know, one thing I love about you is your fight, and it's, it drove me crazy. But the fight in you, and I get kind of jealous about it. Like they had mm -hmm. that kind of small, yeah, baby steps of let's start building a real relationship yeah. in yeah. those moments. I love the fact that they talked about that, and they did a great yeah. job of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the sacrifices of parents. You know, her talking yeah. about the whole. You know, I wanted to do this, but then I had Lena and I got pregnant with you and I had to put my dreams on hold. Like, that's a real thing. I think about that now. I don't have kids, but I think about like, damn, my people did a lot. Like, for yeah. real. And it's also things things you don't really understand or notice. Um, just like uh, when her mom comes in and says she's tired and then the dad comes in with the shirts and mm -hmm. I mean, like as a as a 13 year old boy, I don't even get that like that like it oh she's tired she'll be okay but at now yeah. as a three year old man with a wife and kids and I know what that means like sheesh I wouldn't even ask like right right my own shit like so but yeah, yeah definitely absolutely and then of course my final one is the one on one scene the last oh yeah one on one scene of the game of course I appreciate your heart yeah yeah great it was uh all very authentic that's how you play one on one with somebody that you've known forever, like mm -hmm. the 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 reaching, the grabbing a t-shirt, the everything, you talking shit, the whole nine, like it all. I'm yeah, this and own. I I I knew they were gonna get together before because he would have never agreed to play the game. To play, yeah, you never. It, it's a waste of time unless yeah. I just I really just want to bust your ass to shut <laughs> you up. Yeah. Well, she could have just dunked on her five times in a row, but yeah. And the interesting thing is, it was the first time. You know, he didn't let her win. And she starts it off by saying, you know, the only time I've beat you is because you said you let me win. Mm -hmm. He ain't let her ass win. <laughs> do, you, do you think the double or nothing was planned? Or do you think he felt that right in the moment? Do you think he knew the whole time? Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. yeah. People mm -hmm. are I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going I back to think about it because of what Rachel just said. Like he did not let her win. And I did he in that moment realize, stop and look at her like, damn, like you really who I want to be with. Cause that's a lie. Two weeks before your wedding is a lot. Like just right. to, a lot of people wouldn't do it just because of that. Like I'm so close right. to my wedding. I don't even want to have a right. conversation and, and break it off. So I'm gonna stick with what I got. Like he you think he had that plan? He think think he knew? No. All right. I don't think so. I think he knew that he still loved her. Mm -hmm. Hence yeah. his alleged reaching out, you know, when Magic retired and mm -hmm. um, in the other moment where he claimed to have reached out to her. But um, lying. Right. niggas lying right. on their fucking um, deathbed. I don't know if it was, if the double or nothing was planned. I think that he knew that he loved yeah. her. Be, I, but I think that he had reconciled like nigga, I'm about to marry Tyra Banks. I feel <laughs> just watch the scenes and how aggressive he was playing. Oh yeah, he was on her ass. He was playing too aggressive not to win that game and then hit her with the let her walk away. He already he's already shown he he doesn't mind to make her cry. So for that split second Fair. for her to feel like she's never going to have him again and for him to hit her with the Double or nothing. I've been that nigga. You, you only want to know how but I proposed to my wife. He didn't say it like that, though. Actually, well, I do want to know now like that you say like... that. Huh? I do want to know now that you said that. We'll talk off. We'll talk off. 
<laughs> but um, he didn't say it like a gotcha. Nah, it, like a, nah. it felt like a sincere, like staring at her, looking at it. And I'm like, you know what? Like, as hurt as she is right now, I want to be the one that makes her feel better. That, um, and I think that it was just like a final acknowledgement, like, oh, fuck, this might be the last time I see you. I'm about to go do this shit, mm-hmm. even though I still very much love you and miss you. And I know that I fucked it up before on some nut shit. Um, fuck. We do it again. Like, he would do it again, man. He, was some- <laughs> he just left his wife, man. He yeah. left- I know it's love his wife. I get it. I know it's a destiny thing, but. Here, man. Q had no problem. T- I wish I want to see the scene where Q told Tyra Banks' character that he was in it because he would have had a no problem communicating. It wouldn't have been no nervous shit. Q would have been mm-hmm. like, "Hey, it'd have been like Harlem Nights. Hey, <laughs> I ain't mother. never coming home again." Yeah. Best quotes, quote of the film. What's the quote of the film? What's the, what's the quote that people will probably resonate most with this film? I still say, uh, damn, I ain't no Nike made dresses. I was gonna say that's that. like I say that all the time. Yeah, that's it. I was gonna say all is fair, love and basketball. Um, that's yeah, I, that's, I mean, that's I the title. That's the one that, yeah, I was gonna say, don't worry, it's enough savings to keep your ass in Gucci and gold. Gucci and gold. <laughs> I got that. I got that those three down. Are the top, probably most quoted lines from this film. I texted that to Rachel when we were talking about <laughs> uh, getting ready for this one. Um, I already talked about the who's this clown, he ain't spalling. Mm-hmm. Don't trip, Ma. She just mad because she bow legged. That's a good one in the locker room or weight room. Last time I remember you drinking, Marvin Gaye died. My fault. That would be some shit. Like if you know your mama not to be a drinker and you come in and she drinking something, you like hold up. Come on, exactly, exactly. There's a fourth the, quote that we forgot to put in, Rachel. You might just no. You go ahead because mine right. isn't a quote. It's a quote, mm-hmm. but it but it's more to it. Okay, then got you. So the other one that people always like to say from this line, oh no, are they cursing at mamas in Spain? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely right. top black mama um, moment. Go ahead. Hey, man, man, school train, I was going to say, I got a meeting. Let me tell you, I got a meeting was cold for creeping for so fucking long, just as long as woman's work was the sex style check i'm glad you brought that up because i want to ask y'all both of y'all do y'all think at some point this guy was going to meetings (laughs) at some point he probably had a meeting at first and then the meeting led to things after or it just became something i can say that you're not gonna question. This is an um, easy way out. I, I can get out. I gotta meet. No meetings, bro. I don't think that nigga ever had no yeah, meetings. Yeah, yeah. Ever. I think he probably had a couple meetings. Oh, no, nah, like no. a couple. A couple Remember? out of a couple out of what? 100? <laughs> a hundred. <couple>. Remember <laughs> yeah, when they yeah. first started? When the when the movie first started, he was still in the league. He was still in the league, going to meetings. He said he only got two more years. <laughs> now that part I do. Well, man, listen, nah. man. Let me ask this too. I, I have another know. question. Can you do a, a sports movie without ESPN? Can you call your Can you call yourself doing a sports movie and not have ESPN in it? You can do it. It just wouldn't it's be not going to be. Nobody's going to take it serious. I'm not even going to say that. Like, did the program have ESPN in it? They know. have Robin Roberts. No, the program. No, we're talking about the program. The program, oh, the program. Like, there's some. I think you can do it, but I get what you're saying. ESPN dominated yeah, that late '90s, even that whole '90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even today, I think they had. Well, now it's all Instagram and social media. Like yeah, when you so watch, you it. just take the care. You just take a person from ESPN and put them on there. Yeah. You don't need mm-hmm. a trade market. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, because they had Robin Roberts and uh, Dick Vitale. And Dick Vitale. Then you got a shout out in the film. Yeah, <laughs> you love ball so much. Why you going to me? Oh, you go Dick go about Dick Vitale. Yeah, that's a quote. That's a quote. <laughs> Absolutely. You a wild boy for that. What a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> the mail, that's another one. It's an that coochie through the mail. Yeah, the last one I had on there was double or nothing. Double or nothing. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Scene Stiller, we both named ours. Alfred Woodard. Rachel, who you got? Um, I thought Debbie Morgan, yes, mm-hmm. when she, she was telling Q, like pulling out her receipts, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was my scene stiller. Now, and, now let me. Uh, uh, sorry, I don't mean. No, to go ahead. No, go ahead. You're talking about her. 
shout out to her as a mother for no matter what, not trying to hurt her uh, uh, Q and Zeke's relationship. She did everything in her power not to do that. Now, mm-hmm. I get, and I get why she did it. When when that situation happened, like there was nothing that like you, you I got to give you some reality, young brother. Like this yeah. nigga shit. <laughs> I used to think I was lucky to be married to Zeke. <laughs> Baby. Why these niggas embarrass you? But um this is a side, not really a sidebar, but as a young adult, Q had a very uh, I think interesting reaction to his parents, like the divorce, yes, the betrayal, him hurting your mom. But you couldn't have thought they was happy all these years. Like you were sneaking across the street. You were sneaking next door mm-hmm. to get away from all the arguing. Like yeah. so that's that's why that was one of my main reasons why I said Q was tripping. He was going super hard over his dad in that situation. This nigga wouldn't balling no more. Like, and I know you have a lot on your mind, but when you on the court and this is your mm-hmm. thing, that's when you free. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like he should have been dropping 38, not. I ain't never been in that situation. My mom yeah, I don't know. It it just was very interesting to me. I mean, obviously, um, it may have revived some childhood traumas or things he maybe tried to block out. But like, your parents been like arguing violently your whole life. Mm-hmm. Over and ev- and is right next door. You hearing everything? He know exactly why they arguing. What it's about? Like, come on, right? Bro. Mm-hmm. You this wasn't the first time some bitches came up. Came up, you know? yeah. Nigga, yeah, get me. home till one o'clock in the morning. By the time you're 15, you kind of got an idea what's outside. You know, yeah. I'm sure <laughs> you got a black mama. She said, ain't nothing open but legs after midnight. So That's your true. daddy ain't home. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Where daddy at? I don't know. Maybe this is jaded, but it, it was very interesting to me. I think that can transition right into things that bother you. Because <laughs> what I had, and I know it's small, man, but Q sleeping in that twin ass bed, man, it just pissed me off every time I watch this film. That's a fact. Him in that twin bed. And then when he went to bed his mom and as a grown man, like, is that twin bed still in there? You still in that same bed. <laughs> I don't know. They, they just had too much bread for that. Them as a family had well, too much bread for me. Pause. I made a note of this. Shout out to Baldwin Hills. Um, you mm-hmm. got an active NBA player living next to a banker, and I know that that is Black Beverly Hills, you know, out in LA. But y'all really next door neighbors, right? So maybe that last two year contract wasn't mm-hmm. quite like that, you know, enough to still be affluent. But yeah, I know, I know, but... Hoopers like that weren't getting paid to be in like Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills, right? Lair area. But we know he's a veteran. He's been in the league a little while. Maybe mm-hmm. he's good with his money. He does go to meetings. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. We really need to be asking what her daddy doing, nigga, because when she went to his job and he got her that little job, he was getting treated like shit. So I don't know what's going on. Who was? Nah, I'm up. Shit. Oh, okay, okay. Um. Another thing that bothered me when Monica and Sidra played in the championship game and them being surprised to see each other in the hall, mm-hmm. like that's just not realistic. There'd be a scout report. Like you would know that you're playing your ex college teammate for the championship. <laughs> of the like you would know that. So yeah. I get why they did it for the movie. So I don't want to, like, I'm not shitting on it. I get, yeah. I understand it. Right. But in real life, if you really wanted to nitpick it, like, there's no way that would happen. Let me counter it. Okay. How much is Monica looking at it? Because she can't read Spanish and don't speak it. And the same was said in Italian. You don't know what the fuck these mm. niggas saying and talking about. So, now you might have looked at it and seen the name, like, but am I really doing all that extra if I know that y'all just gonna say, give me the ball <laughs> at the end of the day? No, I'm not even that. Just in prep and just for the simple fact, we know that women athletes are popular. They're stars over mm-hmm. there. They have yeah. a scene where she signed an autograph for kids and there's a poster of her with a, mm-hmm. like a pop in the back. So I think that the old girl, she probably had something similar. Word was spread like who the cop is. Like everybody knows who's yeah. over there. Who in Spain yeah, playing in the league? Like who's the top yeah. dog? Like she yeah. knows Sidra playing. Like we know we playing our team. Like 
don't know. It's a very small nitpick, but it's something uh, I just wanted to bring up. Fair, um, fair. The last thing I had said was not many hoopers going one and done in 1989. Mm-hmm. And Q, like, if it was Shaq and Blue Chips, okay, mm-hmm. I get it. If it was Butch McCray, Penny Hardaway character and Blue Chips, I get it. Certain yeah. characters, mm-hmm. you just didn't fit that bill to somebody I believe going one and done in 1989. Like, that's one every single time. It's almost like when Ricky gets shot, like, don't do it. Like, yeah. man, run. Ricky dies, yeah. zigzag. Like, Q, don't drop out of school, bro. Like, I imagine Q, he probably went undrafted or he was second round pick. Travel yeah. man, like, Q was obviously yeah. Probably, yeah. Um, and, and they said, you know, uh, when they did. Uh, show his brief Lakers step the day he got hurt. It's like, you know, he's been around a lot. <laughs> he's traveled a lot, been on a, bounced around a lot, been on a few teams, you know, he's maybe found a sweet spot here. Yeah. Trick dice. But yeah. yeah. But that's that's only that's all I had. Anybody else got anything? Um no, I really didn't. That's crazy. Uh I said mine at the beginning. It really was just that they was not passing for yeah, nineteen early twenty year olds, and then um, when Q was in the hospital again, once he got hurt, that beard mustache connection with the haircut <laughs> bothers you. <laughs> it's not. It's bothering me, and it's not giving twenty two, twenty three. Like it actually no, made, it him made him look significantly well. older. Okay, you know? yeah, I get, damn, I forget but he was that, supposed to be twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. yeah. That was what they were going for. He's it's time, you know. That's how they they add hair to you if they want time to go past. Right. It looked forty four though. But he did. He looked like he looked right now for real. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shout out to Kanan. Shout out to Kanan. <laughs> uh, any actors from The Wire? No. No. Wouldn't let that happen to me. I didn't have anything. This might be the first film I didn't have anything for. Wouldn't let that happen to me. I'm not playing you for your heart. You're not going. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm, not know, huh? I'm not asking. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that. But if you're a hooper, you are. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're a hooper. If you're a hooper, you are. I'm a ball player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a ball <laughs> If anybody understands what that is, it should be you. It like, should be you. There's a connection there. You. Like, you would definitely. That's why. That's why I think that's Fair. one of the moments people love about it. Like, Fair. Form of let's settle this. Yeah, let's hoop. Yeah. That happens all the time. We can hoop, right? Everybody said that we can hoop right now. Right now, yeah. Fair, 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 fair. fair, fair, fair. I take that back. I take Look, that I back. Ball with me right now. Like. See, see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, I can't really think of anything. Every outfit it can go down at any moment. Yeah, that, that, that was a real thing. That's like real. basketball shorts under the jeans. Like, what's up? Let's get it. I'm ready. People know back in the days, people not today. I know. Not today. I know. I know. I've seen it many a time. Because <laughs> <laughs> we silly. know you know these days. Yeah, yeah, we know. She got a few. Come stories. on, man. Hey, I know shorts, these niggas. What you say about my hoop shorts? So you got a few of the shorts. <laughs> I do. Collector's items. <laughs> I got um, myself a trophy. I I just got to give, <laughs> give a quick shout to, shout out to the music in the film, man. So good, Excellent. so good. Um, MC Lights, Light as a Rock. That was her pregame. Um, mm-hmm. Gina, the director, her that was her pregame music before her games growing up. So that's why she wanted that in the film. Mm, okay. Um, a little bit of trivia that I found on the film: Six Degrees of Separations with actors. There are a lot of actors who worked with each other in different films, and yeah, it's kind of like it's funny how much there is. Like you have even Sanaa Lathan and Omar Epps the year before mm-hmm. they were in the world together as love mm-hmm. interest. You have um, who else was in there? I think a few actors were in what, Brown Sugar? Yeah, they were in Brown Sugar too. Nah, Tay Diggs was in there. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's Sanaa. Right uh, well, no, Boris no, no, no. Sanaa and Boris Kojo were in okay. Brown Sugar. I knew somebody was in Brown Sugar, but there's a yeah. few movies that these trail across that... Um, but does that speak to us not getting that many films and we all trying out for the same shit. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. You know, all these movies in the late 90s, early 2000s had all the same actors. It was very hard to break boondock. that. Oh, my bad. <laughs> it reminded me of that Boondocks episode with uh, Winston, Te- Winston Jerome. Is that what his name was? 
Um, when Kurt Dean Partisan was there, he's like, yeah, because if you get this, then you get the movie, the, the show that's named after the movie. Like, that's it, like, that's yeah, it. absolutely. I think everybody knows that Omar and Sanaa were dating before this film started. That's mm-hmm. real. I don't know if anybody knows that the two kids playing them ended up dating after the film. Come on, man. Oh, no, I didn't know that. You made that up. No, I promise you. That's, that up. From the mouth of Gina. that's from the mouth of the, the director. <laughs> she was in an interview and she said that. Kyla she said, Pratt. Yes, Kyla Pratt. A yes. Legend. I, yeah. I definitely, we got to shout her out. Shout out to Kyla Pratt. Shout out to Kyla Pratt. She is very um, important to our childhood. Incredible, incredible, incredible. No, she said that herself because she was the whole point was they were talking about she would have been hesitant to even um hire Sonara, you know, get let her get the part if she knew they were dating. So she's glad she didn't know before they actually started. Oh, really? I thought that's how she got the part. Yeah, well, not that's not how she got the part. (laughs) She said, had she known that she was dating Omar Epps, she definitely would not have gotten the part. No, I heard what you said. I was saying, I thought that was how she got the part that her her dad. Nah. Well, her dad, her dad did make a phone call. I know. Yeah. Her, her, her pops called her and said, you're being cruel at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, what you going to do? Because they had her going through so much basketball training without any kind really? of confirmation. Of, yeah, she was going with like a WNBA assistant coach to Man. basketball lessons to try. She had never picked up a basketball before, hasn't picked up a basketball since. So now later <laughs> hasn't. Um, she said this like was like traumatizing in a sense. It was grueling to her because she's like Almost being fed this, like, yeah, you might get the movie, you're good enough, but she knows they want an athlete. And she was ready to quit a few times, and they were just hard on her because she a real hooper. So she was like, I want this character to look like she real. There's nothing that pisses me off more than seeing somebody that's supposed to be an athlete, and then you know they're not an athlete. Yeah. And I was, like, going through the ringer, and I I commend her because she passed off in this film. Yeah, she looked good. She really did. Yeah. I I thought maybe she played in high school. Yeah. Sanaa Lathan and someone else in – the house that for Alfrey Woodward, the the family that yeah, prays. family that prays, family that prays. Yeah, that's another one. So there's a bunch of them. That I should have had them down, but Tyler Perry. <laughs> the slap scene was real between Monica and her mom. Uh huh. Um, there was they couldn't get that scene right. The slap wasn't seeming right. Mm. Alfred came over to Gina and asked her if she wanted to slap her for real, and Gina was like, "Nah, I can't do that right now. There's got to be trust." And <laughs> Alfred thought of that because Alfred said that she had a terrible take and she asked Gina how it was. And Gina said, Oh, that was great. Cause she said, like, I didn't, that's Alfred Woodard. Like, what yeah, else? I'm a first time director. Yeah, what how am I supposed tell. to tell her? And Alfred looked at her and said, All right, I can't trust you. Like, you just told me I can't trust you. Like, if we're gonna do this film, I gotta be able to trust that the direction that you're putting us in. You can't just be telling yeah. us that period. Um, so she learned that from her. And Alfred just decided, like, because she slapped her on the leg the next scene, and like mm-hmm. Sanaa actually ended up laughing. So <laughs> Alfred just was like, Man, we just gotta make this look real. So she just slapped her. And then, you know, they had a moment, they had to clear the set and kind of mm-hmm. let them have their actor moment. And when it came to finish, someone I came up to Gina and said, Did you tell her to slap me? She said, I can honestly say no, I didn't. Like, that was just an actor actor moment. I felt that's what the scene needed, so we you just have to take it. Yeah. Oh, that's like what's love got to do with it when Ike really slapped uh Vanessa Bell Calloway. Mm. in the scene. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to hit me but once, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, that was a real slap. He slapped her for real. Yeah. And he <laughs> broke uh, Angela Bass's arm filming that movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was real. It was real. Ike was on that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> another, uh, another cool thing. Monica and Q were supposed to go to UCLA. I told you, Gina, she uh, ran track at UCLA. Yep. They're mm-hmm. supposed to be Bruins. UCLA would not allow them to film on the campus, so they just went ahead and went to US. Uh, yeah, USC. USC. That's crazy. Why mm-hmm. would you let them? What? Yeah. Any? Any? Did y'all find anything? Any kind of cool trivia? Nah, you got it all, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. The trivia guy. <laughs> Average rating for the viewers: seven point two out of ten. It's got an eighty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Too high, too low, just right. Too low. Too low. Yeah. Absolutely. I give it an eight. Eight and a half, maybe? I give it eight and a half. Eight and a half? Yep. And I don't even know what would make it a ten, but because it really is an amazing movie. You know what else is crazy? I never realized this movie was two hours long. Never. It didn't feel long. I said that. It doesn't feel long at all. Never. Never. It's the the opposite of... uh, I remember when the Batman came out this year, in 2022, and I told school, like, after I watched it, like, 
It's about 20, 30 minutes too long. That's one of the movies you feel that it's too long while you're watching it. You start yeah. checking your clock like, yo, yeah. Love and Basketball, complete opposite. Like, yeah, I can't. I'm shocked that it's two hours. Yeah. And I would have watched another. I would have watched another solid 35 minutes of that movie yeah. if they gave it to us. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> nah, they could have dug into so much stuff, so many other like relationships. Well, those extra 35 minutes could have been Q's point of view. Yeah, know. like you could have done something with it. Yeah, I trust them. Something, yeah. I trust them. So I think we all agree. Classic, eight and a half. 100% a classic. Loving basketball. So um, I think that's about it. Anything else? All high hearts and minds are clear over here. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely appreciate y'all checking us out. Thank you for listening. We'll be back at you next week with another episode. Y'all be cool. Y'all be cool. Peace. Peace out, guys. Thank you. Love y'all. Bye.